Hi, everyone, and welcome to Season 2 of the God and My Girlfriends podcast. I'm your host, Marsha Ramirez, and I have some amazing special guests this season, and we're going to dive into some topics that will help us all learn how to nurture our spiritual lives, nurture our friendships, and nurture ourselves. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, 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 everybody. I'm so glad to be back with you guys for another season of this podcast. It made me really happy to hear from some of you this summer while we were on a break, telling me that you were missing our Monday mornings together and were anxious for our hiatus to end. I was too. Um, And now we're here. Uh, I can't believe it's September already. I Time is just flying. I mean, the holidays are going to be here before we know it. And, you know, that's always just a reminder for me to try to slow down a little bit and live in the moment and not let the days just fly by without appreciating the blessings that God gives us each day. And they are there every day. Sometimes we have to look a little harder than others, but they are there. So I hope you guys are living in the moment. Um, but back to back to the podcast, I had a lot of fun doing season one. I learned so much from our guests and I hope you all did too. And just wait until you find out who some of our guests are for season two. I'm telling you, we have a fantastic lineup already. So, um, full disclosure, I'm getting ready to leave next week for a fall tour with Christopher Cross. Some of you guys may know who he is. He's an 80s pop legend, and I feel really blessed to be part of his band. And so, the band and crew, we're all going out here in a couple of weeks for a fall tour. And we're going to be super safe, safe as we can. A lot of people have expressed concern about that because the COVID numbers are going up. But I'm really grateful to work for someone who's doing everything he can to keep us safe, to keep the people safe that are coming to the shows, and try to get live music out there because that's super important too. Music is very healing for the soul. And so I think it's important that we do what we can to continue to try to play some music because we all need some music in our lives right now. But anyway, because we're leaving for tour, I had to pre-tape some conversations that are going to air on these next few episodes. Um, And so I can say with 1000% accuracy that you are going to love these conversations. I asked our listeners over the summer to let me know what topics you guys wanted to hear us talk about. And so I tracked down some experts on those topics, and I have had some enlightening conversations for sure. We cover a lot of topics in just the first six weeks. We're going to talk about battling anxiety, nurturing friendships better, spiritual trauma. I know a lot of people are listening to the very popular podcast called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. So I know in a lot of my circles, people are talking about spiritual abuse, spiritual trauma. It's a very current topic, and we're going to tackle that as well. And next week, we have two of my dear friends that are in the medical 
profession and they're coming on, they've done their research and they're going to help us break down the truths about COVID-19, the vaccines, treatments, all of that. It's a really great conversation. So you're going to want to come back next week for that. That brings us to this week, week number one. So I started season one with an episode where I talked with two of my real life girlfriends and it was so fun that I decided I wanted to do that every season, make the first episode an interview with one of my friends. And this wonderful woman that you are about to hear from was what I call a no-brainer when I was choosing who I wanted to kick this season off with for a number of reasons, mainly because one of the things I wanted to do when I started this podcast was be able to shine a light on women who I believe are just out in the world kicking butt. I'll say butt because this is a family-friendly show, but you know what I mean. Women who are waking up every day and using their gifts and talents to make this world a better place. And that description perfectly exemplifies my guest this week, my childhood friend, Lisa Schmitz. Now, many of you who have been following God and My Girlfriend's ministries from the very beginning already know Lisa because she and I started this ministry together back in 2018. She was a big presence at our God and My Girlfriend's gatherings, our Facebook Lives that we used to do, and she also popped up a lot in our social media. Lisa recently resigned from leadership here last year because she felt the tug, as I like to call it, she knew that God was calling her to focus more in other areas of her life, and I was 100% supportive. We'll talk more about that in our conversation in a minute, but you all probably have had those crossroads where you know that you're being called out of one season and into another, and it can be really hard to know what to do because maybe you really loved that season that you were in, but she and I are going to break that down more in a bit here in just a few minutes. Lisa and I grew up together in the little town of Arkadelphia, Arkansas. I knew her as Lisa Taylor back then, but she is happily married to a wonderful guy, John Schmitz. Now they live in Indianapolis, Indiana, and together they run a amazing nonprofit that's called the Mars Hill Art Center. Now, Lisa has always had a love for the arts, but she worked in corporate America until 2018. And then she'll tell you, she came to one of those crossroads where you kind of go, wait, am I truly doing what God wants me to do with my life? Now, Lisa was in her mid-50s by then, and many of us might fall into that belief that, oh, I'm too old to start a new career, but not my friend Lisa. She really decided it was time to follow her dreams and take a shot at creating a life centered more around her gifts and her talents and her passions. So she left her job in corporate America and created a floral design consultancy. It's hard for me to say consultancy. It's called Where Pigs Fly and Such which is part of the Mars Hill Art Center. Now, that name, Where Pigs Fly, that actually tells you a lot about my friend Lisa. You know that old saying, oh, that'll happen when pigs fly. Well, she decided that she wanted to create a world where the impossible could happen, where we can our dreams come true, and that's Where Pigs Fly. So I love that title. Um, 
So Lisa started this floral design business and it has taken off like a rocket. So much so that her floral design was recently recognized and on exhibit as part of the New Fields Indianapolis Museum of Art's inaugural Art in Bloom exhibit. I mean, when you see her work, you're going to know that she is truly talented in this field. Lisa has also been considered the flag lady in the neighboring town of Speedway, Indiana, making most of the race flag pennants you see on homes and businesses around town during the month of May. Um, you know, that's when the big Indianapolis 500 race is. There was a lady many years ago who made all those flags for residents. And after no longer being able to locate her, Lisa started making her own and began making them for people on her street. And now seven years later, she has literally made hundreds of them for people. Lisa also runs the social media brand For the Love of Speedway, which spotlights the good about the town and the race. And she's turned it into a fun brand with things like dog collars, kitchen aprons, all kinds of fun checkered items. But the main thing I love about Lisa is that she is a passionate encourager of women. And we do miss her here at God and My Girlfriend's Ministries, but I am so proud of her for listening to her gut, making the changes she needed to live a life that she truly loves. And she is living proof that it's never too late to follow your dreams. So you guys, get ready to be blessed by this inspiring conversation with my friend, Lisa Schmitz. Welcome, Lisa Schmitz. I'm so glad to see you. So glad to see you, Marsha. I miss you. You know, I um, I told everyone earlier a lot about you. And one of the things is that you actually helped start God and My Girlfriend's Ministries. And for quite a while there, um, you and I were talking all the time and we we were, you know, it, it was we had a lot of constant communication. And um for a lot of reasons that we'll talk about later, you you ended up leaving and you're doing a bunch of other things, which I'm so proud of you about. And uh, I just miss talking to you because our our lives just don't naturally intersect like they used to anymore. Yeah, it used to be a weekly thing. Yeah, we were doing our fa- Tuesday talks on Facebook. I know that that was was that before the pandemic. Gosh, it the, was. Yeah, the, the pandemic makes everything. My timeline is just so messed up. Was like was that during the pandemic? I know before. Like a year blur. That's right. That's right. So I have missed you. So I'm glad to get to talk to you and to catch up with you a little bit. Um, I also told everybody that you and I actually grew up together in Arkadelphia, Arkansas. Yeah. Has it been a while since you've been down there? It has been a while. And of course, since my folks are in Northwest Arkansas, when I go home, I I can't go home to Arkadelphia because it's so far away. So yeah, it's been a while and I do, I do miss it. I do miss getting my OBU fix. (laughs) Um, I love just walking on campus and seeing the tiger because I grew up as a kid on campus because my dad was an administrator there. So yeah, so I do miss that part, that home, which, you know, is truly home. So yeah. Um, So yeah, we both, we grew up going to, uh, grade school and high school together. And then even both went to Washita Baptist right. University. After you left OBU, where did, did you go to Little Rock after that? Little Rock, which seemed like the big city. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it 
moved from 10,000 people to, I don't even remember how big Little Rock is, but it felt like the big city. Um, yeah, so Little Rock, then Memphis, then Chicago, which was, oh my word. I, I think at the time Chicago was the second largest city in the U.S. And I hated it so much. We lived there one year to the day. I said, when our lease is up, I'm going home. You can stay or you can go with me, I, but I'm, I'm out of here. So, and now I appreciate it for what it is. I just, I didn't really appreciate it back then. So, wow. I didn't realize that you actually lived in Chicago. Yeah. Lane was born there. So my second daughter was born in Chicago. So that was part of the issue too. I found out two weeks after we decided to move that I was expecting number two Mm -hmm. and had a toddler. Mm -hmm. And so I couldn't get a job. And so I was at home alone a lot in the freezing cold. And then we ended up you know, like I said, I, I gave that ultimatum and said, I'm, I'm going home. So we moved back to Little Rock, um, went back to work for Dillard's department stores. And then from there, um, lived there for another, oh goodness, 10, 12 years or so. And then that marriage ended, got remarried. And that's how I ended up in Indianapolis. So I've been in Indy for 26 years, which is crazy to think about. Wow. Yeah. The longest I've been in any one place. <laughs> so so, so I'm sure. Home. Yeah, it feels like home. That's what I tell people with Nashville. I've I've actually been in Nashville 37 years. Oh wow, which is insane. I my son was one when I moved here, and he just turned yeah. 38 Saturday. So that's how I always can kind of keep tabs on that. So yeah, um, yeah I I haven't uh, I've lived in the home that we're in now for 22 years. I've never lived in a house as long as you know, you've been growing up. So it's funny how that changes a bit and home changes a bit, but it does. Well, and I've said before too, your mom was my, the first Sunday school teacher that I remember at first Baptist. Yeah. That's so so sweet. sweet. I know we both went to first Baptist. We have a lot of very similar shared childhood memories and experiences. And then actually and we won't get into that today. Our, then our lives sort of paralleled. And um, and then you and I, uh, I guess we hadn't seen each other in years, but then through the magic of Facebook, we reconnected. Yeah. And you were coming into town, uh, I think with your job, you were at the Opryland Hotel. Yes, it was an executive trip from my corporate job that I left five years ago. And so there were probably 20 of us that were there for, we used to get, um, we had three quotas each year. And if you attained all three, we got what they call triple crown and the executives, we would get to take a trip. So we got to go to Nashville and see all the sites and, you know, go to shows and all that good stuff. And I was like, Oh, I could try to see Marsha while I'm there. So I was so excited to get to see you. That was just like, it was a blast from the past, but I don't know. It was just such a good meeting. It just, it felt like home right there at that little bar yeah it did we did we met for a drink at the Opryland Hotel and yeah just caught up and then we sort of stayed in contact and when I got the idea in my head to start God and My Girlfriend's Ministries you just kept coming up in my head like I'd pray about it and and God would just put you on my heart and on my mind and I I hesitated to even call you about it because I thought she's going to think I'm crazy. Like we hardly had any contact in years and I'm going to call her up and go, Hey, you want to start a women's ministry with me? Yeah. (laughs) And done crazier things. (laughs) Yeah. But then the craziest thing is you went, 
Marsha. You said you had just been praying about your future and you had the same heart for women and like helping them um, learn to just be everything God wants them to be. And you had been kind of praying on that same thing. And then when I called, you were, if I remember correctly, you were just like, oh my gosh, my prayer just got answered. It was literally that day. It was a Sunday afternoon was when you messaged me on Facebook and Mm -hmm. I'm literally sitting at my laptop in our basement. John is on the couch. I think maybe watching a football game because it was in February and that morning at church, I had this overwhelming feeling of God talking to me, which I'd not ever experienced before in my life. And he said three times, be prepared to share your story because I'm going to have you tell it. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, you know, I've done my share of public speaking, but I've never shared my personal story, which like you said, before we hopped on this, you know, have enough for 50 shows of Oprah, which (laughs) now it's probably like a hundred shows of Oprah because I was saying that 20 years ago, but, um, but yeah, so I was like, what, what do you mean, God? What? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And it, got me emotional. Like I was in tears and John kind of elbowed me. He's like, are you okay? And I said, I'll tell you after church. And so I told him and he said, well, you know, that's pretty plain and simple. You better be prepared then because he's going to give you an opportunity to tell it. And then you messaged me that very afternoon. And you were like, what is happening? Uh, uh (laughs) Yeah. Well, it made me realize that I, oh yeah, God is putting us together for a reason, for a season, Mm -hmm. like you said. And um, one of the things that I loved, and we're going to talk about a lot today is, you know, following your dreams, following uh, your passions, things that God puts on your heart. And sometimes that looks like work and sometimes it doesn't, but I, I watched you because around that time that I contacted you, I don't know that you had left your job yet. Oh, let me think. What year was that? Um, you were in I HR, had, weren't you? Uh, I had, no, I had just left. I think okay. that was the, was that 2018? Mm-hmm. Um, because if that was 2018, I had left the year before mm-hmm. and I was doing, but I, I left kind of thinking that it, it would be because we were getting ready to open a nonprofit. So we'd been working on that for a long time. And I thought, you know, I can do some HR consulting and, um, you know, back to that executive trip, really the reason that I left initially was because of all of the stress and, um, inappropriate management of an organization that I was the senior HR executive for that. If I couldn't, make the changes that needed to be made and, and the, the president wasn't listening to my counsel and my advice, then I, I just couldn't stay. I was compromising my own integrity. So I'd made the decision to leave the year before, but I still was kind of like, well, what am I doing? Like, why did I leave kind of thing? Um, I had a part-time consulting job that kind of helped fill the gap. It gave us insurance coverage, things like that. I was doing a couple of nonprofit jobs, um, But then right before you reached out, though, I had also gone to a women's conference that was all geared towards how to find your purpose and live out your purpose. And it was a one day event. And at this event, we all had different little breakout sessions. We went through all these exercises. And at the end of the day, 
you come away with, okay, here's what all this conversation and all of this deep diving into my spirit and my dreams and, and my abilities and all that, this is what I'm coming out of this with. Okay. Now what's stopping me. Hmm. And so at the end of the day, we're at our breakout tables and that's the big question. What is the one thing that is keeping you from doing these things that just came out of all this conversation today? The things that came out of that for me were running the art center, owning a floral design business, which I had done it as a hobby since high school. But at that point I had done it for a few friends and they had all said, you need to do this for a living. Like you're so good. You need to do this. Mm. And so I just thought, oh, maybe I should. So that was part of that discussion that day. But so it was running the art center, having a floral business and teaching yoga. Well, I had just signed up to take yoga teacher training too. So, um, but the one thing at the end of that, that was stopping me was that great big word that starts with the letter F fear. Mm. And the fear of not having insurance, not having a regular paycheck, fear of the unknown. Are people going to hire me to do floral design? Is the art center going to make it? Are we going to get enough donors to run it? I mean, you know, all those things. And so it was like a month later was when I had that, you know, God speaking to me at church and then you called and I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to try to do all these other things, and I'm not going to go back to a traditional eight to five job, which I'd been looking for jobs at that point because we were feeling kind of tight with money. And um, my husband was like, well, maybe, maybe you should go back to work, like, <laughs> yeah. in a like a real job, you know, <laughs> but I kept thinking, you know, am, am I really hearing God tell me to do my own thing? Or is that just my own wishful thinking? And you know, what should I be doing? I want to be responsible. I want to be, um, you know, I want to contribute to our household income. I, you know, don't want to stress my husband out. And God just kept saying, no, this is what I want you to do. And I want you to help Marsha during this season. And, you know, for me, it, that, it looked like forever for me. I didn't think it was a season, but then what God kept showing me each year that's gone by, because now this is, I'm in year four. So, just had my three-year anniversary in April for the floral business. We just had our three-year anniversary for the art center, which is where I'm sitting. And I'm both are going so well. I mean, even last year with shutdowns, I had 22 weddings last year. I have 33 weddings this year. It's just been incredible. And people have just been so gracious about, you know, Oh, so-and-so referred you and, Oh, I saw your work on Instagram or, Oh, you know, you did my sister-in-law's daughter, what, you know, whatever. I've done so many weddings for people that have been kind of like repeat customers in a way, whether it's a sister or a cousin or a bridesmaid that was in someone else's wedding. And yeah. So my husband always says, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plan. (laughs) So I realized it, it took about a year for me to really realize that I was in the right place and it was what God wanted me to do. But then it started to grow so much that I realized I couldn't do all the things I was doing too. Like I really had to focus on the art center and the floral business. And I haven't taught yoga since before the pandemic hit, but um, yeah, so it's down to those two things. And those two things have grown so much in the last three years that that's, that's where God wants me to be. So two of the three from that one day 
um, of soul searching and he pushed me off the ledge. That was the thing. Like he like had to push me. Well, I remember having conversations with you early on, right as we were starting God and my girlfriend's ministries. And you were saying, Marsha, I, I really feel I've been, I've been praying about this a lot. And, you know, John's been praying about it as a couple, we've been talking about it. And I'm really thinking that God is telling me now is the time to pursue these passions, pursue the things that I want to do. You had already started. I think you even had the building for the art center when we talked. We did. Yeah. So that was in the works. Right. That was in the works, which, um, let's talk about that for just a second. So you and your husband, uh, I guess together decided that you had this passion to serve this underserved area of Indianapolis called Mars Hill. Right. Right. Yep. Um, very different from (laughs) the podcast that everyone's listening to right now, the rise and fall of Mars Hill. Let's make that clear. Different, (laughs) very different things. Yeah. This is an area in Indianapolis, um, that really is a, um, I guess it's more poverty stricken in that area. Absolutely. And it's an area that's not seen any redevelopment at all. So it's not one of those neighborhoods where, you know, the two chicks and a hammer come in and start fixing up all these cute little houses. And then the prices of property go up and all that. This is not an area that will probably ever see that just because the majority of it sits in a floodplain. Um, The houses are so incredibly small, but I mean, it, it has so many, really cool things about it. I mean, we are literally 10 minutes from just about anything. Like we can get downtown real fast. We can get to the, the main loop around Indianapolis 465 within less than five minutes. Um, you know, all the things we do are on this side of town. So for us, the proximity is great, but there are no amenities. Like really the only thing that we have is a couple of really good schools. And we have a little park, little bitty park next to the elementary school where about six or seven years ago, they put in one of those little water park things where the water just kind of sprays and the kids Mm -hmm. can run in and out of it and stuff, no pool or anything like that, but just Mm -hmm. this little water um, area. And um, which is great. And we have, it has a big walking trail around it. So that's really the only thing this neighborhood has. My husband's a potter. He's been an artist his whole life. He wanted to do something arts related, especially in a community like this, it doesn't have access to that. Um, you know, I'd done floral design as a hobby, never really considered myself an artist at all, but wanted to be definitely wanted to be. I was always so jealous of my friends in college that majored in art. I was like, I would love to do that, but I kind of feel like I don't know what I'd do with it. You know, I feel like I need to make some money maybe. Right. Um, and most of those friends are not, they didn't use their degree after school. We were talking about that too. Um, you know, but that's what they loved. So I feel like I I've now kind of in my late years, been able to, with that leap of faith, do a lot of things I wouldn't have gotten to do otherwise, because we have this space and we have this art center. And so it's a community center. Our room behind me back here is our You're in the art center, right? I'm in the art center. Yeah. Um, We have this big meeting room space. We have groups in our neighborhood that use it um, pretty regularly. We've had 4-H that meet here. We have a Taekwondo class that John and I do not teach Taekwondo. (laughs) (laughs) We have a couple that comes in and does it two nights a week with the kids. And then we do other things. Like we do a lot of craft stuff. We have a pottery studio. So we've done pottery classes. Um, I do my floral design business out of here. It helps support us here. 
Um, and then I teach floral design classes and, you know, wreath making and garland and stuff at the holidays. And then I just had someone reach out last week and I, I will covet your prayers on this. Um, one of the things that I've wanted to do is turn our back craft room into kind of like a home ec space or um, teach sewing to, I say young girls, it could be anybody, you know, teach sewing to, to people that want to learn. And I would not be a good sewing teacher. So I've been praying about maybe finding someone who could do that. And I had a lady who's a teacher who's going to be retiring in a few years, reach out last week. They're coming to see the space tomorrow. And yeah. And so she was talking about wanting to host some sewing classes here. So basically rent the space, bring the machines in, just have a one night kind of thing. And I said, well, uh, have you ever maybe thought about like teaching somewhere regularly? <laughs> and she said, oh, that would be my dream. And I said, well, how about we maybe talk about what that would look like here? So she, she was all excited. So I'm, I'm really prayerful about that. So so yeah, I mean, we just do all those kinds of things. People have asked me, you know, where, how do you think of the things that you do? And for both John and myself, it's stuff that we love and stuff that we grew up doing or did as kids. So like my front room and now the back craft room are kind of like my dad's workshop that was behind our house. And, mm. you know, he had a big work table and he had all the tools and the sander and, you know, the vice grip, I was making stuff in there all the time. And I, that was just like my happy place. And so now I feel like I have that same thing here. Um, in fact, when I started making some frames the other day for my plaster art, I bought a table saw and it's on my workspace in the back. And we went to Arkansas recently to help my folks clear out the last of their storage unit. And I brought a bunch of stuff home and a couple of the pictures that I brought home, I hung up on the wall back there. I was doing this saw one day and I looked at what I had hung right in front of me. And I realized that same piece was hanging in his workshop over his work table when I was a kid. And it ended up in that same spot in my room. Oh, 50 years later. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That gives me chills. I love Isn't that. that crazy. It's that all of his letters from caught from OBU. Um, cause he helped coach. And then, um, I can't remember what else, what the, I think there were a couple of them from high school too. So, you know, like the letter jackets, the chenille letters. So yeah. he framed like all six of them. So they're in this thing. So, yeah. So I get to look at that every Aww, day. So. And that's so very cool. Yeah. And you have some of your art right over your shoulder that we're looking at. I do. That's, this is my latest thing. And I think I finally learned how to accept that I am an artist. It's been hard for me to, it, it really hear has, you say <laughs> that you're an artist. You are. It has been so hard for me to own that. But, um, I, I told John, I said, well, I guess now that I've sold a few pieces, I can consider myself an artist. So, and he's like, yeah, but so, um, plaster relief art. So a press, flowers that I have left over from a wedding or a project or whatever. And I'll press them on our slab roller in our pottery studio. And then you peel the flowers back out of it. And then you pour plaster into a frame that's over the top of it. You let it cure and then you peel the clay off. And then you get this lovely, um, 
positive image of the flower as it was pressed into the clay. So, and um, I know, you know, we're recording a podcast, so people that are listening can't see, but Marsha, I'll tell you the big piece right behind me is one of the 105 year old windows from our house with the glass broken out of it. And the floral that you see in that are the bits that were left from my design that was on display during the inaugural Art in Bloom at our Newfields Art Museum in Indianapolis. Oh, that's so, so special. Yeah, I'm going to have that. I'm going to hang that in the house when the house is finished. But um, so, yeah, that was my first really big piece. And I was just praying that it didn't break <laughs> when I took the clay off and stuff. So, oh yeah, my so gosh. It's been fun. that is so yeah. cool. You are yeah. an artist. And I love, love that because you were like, I remember, like I said, we were talking and you were like, I really feel like God is saying now is the time to take this leap away from corporate America and do the things that I feel passionate about that I yeah. love. And my question to you right now is if there was someone else out there listening to this and they were in that, they're right there in that space, they're like, do I, should I, should I make this leap? Should I change jobs? Should I start something new? How would you say that they would, how how did you know that it was like God talking to you and leading you down that road and not just your own desires? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know that I can say that I had that actual moment. Um, Well, maybe I did. So, because John and I did talk a few times about the fact that I wasn't making any money and we were trying to finish this house and, you know, we were putting food in our mouths, but we couldn't do anything extra at all. And this was pre pandemic. This was like 20 late 2018, early 2019. And here I am trying to promote myself as a floral designer and trying to get weddings and things like that. And I, I booked the majority of my 20, 19 weddings in like December of 18 and January and February of 19. And that was probably the hardest time because, you know, it's, it's winter, you know, it's the beginning of the year. I'm trying to promote myself to get more brides to book me. Um, and also talking about, okay, what if I do need to go back to a, a traditional job? This is the worst time to look for a job. December is the worst time to look for a job. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did put feelers out. I interviewed for a couple of jobs that I knew I would be just the best candidate for. I, I know that that sounds terrible, but I mean, no, no. <laughs> but I knew I would be you the know best your candidate. strengths. Right. Yeah. Um, and I didn't get the jobs. And I mean, one of them really was like, okay, I know I'm going to get this job. I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to have to buy a few more suits because I had gotten rid of some of them. And, Mm. um, and then it literally was um, right around the time Lane got married. So that was earlier in 18 and I didn't get that job. And I was just like scratching my head, like what in the world? I cannot believe it, but they decided to go a totally different direction. So it wasn't even about me really. Um, But it was after a few of those incidents that I I was like, okay, God, what are you trying to tell me? I I guess you are trying to tell me that I need to keep pushing forward and learning how to 
be an entrepreneur and own my own business and, you know, get more business and all that kind of stuff. And there was one day that I got a, a, my first like big wedding and John was like, I kind of had a feeling this was going to happen. Like we just had to get through that hard season and, and now you just, you better watch out. And so that's kind of what happened. And so then 2018, I had seven weddings, 2019, I had 18 weddings, 2020, even during a pandemic, I had 22. And then this year I have 33 and I've already booked 12, I think 12 or 13 for next year. And last year for 2021, I booked the majority of them in the last quarter of 2020 for this year. Right. right. So, yeah. So it's like, it's getting earlier and earlier. I've already talked to a couple of brides about 2023. So yeah. Careful what you wish for. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Careful what you wish for. Yeah. Hi friends, we're taking one more quick break just to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by God and My Girlfriends Ministries. We are a registered 501c3 nonprofit that supports women in all walks of life. Women helping women become everything that God created them to be. That's our mission. We have online book clubs, live events, weekend workshops and retreats, a single mama's ministry, and also this podcast. If you'd like to learn more about what we do, get involved in any way with any of our programs, or maybe even help support us financially by donating, you can do all of that on our website, which is GodAndMyGirlfriendsOnline.com. You can also find us on any of our socials. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and even Twitter. So reach out when you can and let us know how we can serve you or maybe someone that you know. And now, back to the conversation. Well, I do think that, that we have to look for signs, um, when we're, you know, God's not going to just necessarily, I mean, I don't know about you. I've never felt like I really audibly heard God tell me something, you know, audibly. Now I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that some people don't, but he makes it clear to me, um, by like even opportunities, like, it's like, well, uh, I'll start heading this direction and doors just start slamming yeah clearly okay I'm not supposed to go this direction let's go another way or sometimes I'll I will say all right Lord I don't know what you want me to do but I'm gonna go this route and then I'll just pray if this isn't the route you want me to go you better start slamming doors in my yeah. way and sometimes that happens you know yeah and that's one of the things that I've always prayed too it's funny you say it that way because that's exactly how I say it Lord slam the door in my face like just mm-hmm. make it so obvious. Mm-hmm. that the door is slant. It's not just shutting, it's slamming, mm-hmm. you know? So then I give it up. I, okay. I, I, I hear you and, and I'm going to, you know, be more prayerful and try to follow the direction. I think I'm hearing you take me in. So yeah, it's definitely been an interesting couple of years that, and that first year was still pretty scary. I mean, I would sit and look at our finances and be like, I don't know how, I don't know how we did it. Like, I don't know how I was able to buy groceries and pay for insurance and all that. I mean, it just, it, it didn't make sense to me knowing what I knew about the situation, but then looking at it on my computer on paper per se, Mm -hmm. um, it showed me that we did make it, but it didn't feel like we were, (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, we've had, we've had years like that too in the music business. It's like, yeah. well, what's the next thing? I mean, talk about living in faith. I, you know, oh yeah. It's like, all right, Lord, we just hope and pray work comes next month, you know, and it does, yeah. it, it does. And I, you know, I just really want to encourage women out there. I see, I see too many people in general that just are kind of ignoring their, their, their real gifts and their passions. Right. And like, you clearly have a gift for, for floral design. Your God made you um, a very creative, artistic human being. And although I'm sure you were a wonderful HR executive. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite the change. It is quite like the change. Yeah. But again, you know, it was, a, it was good for your life for a season. I've had jobs yeah. like that, like for that season, this, you know, this particular job was great for me, but when it came to an end, um, there was something else better, you know, it was a different, right. different direction we needed to go. So I hope that, um, stories like yours will be inspiring for other women who no matter what age. You yeah. weren't, you weren't 25. 50, I'll be 58 next yeah. month or in October. So yeah, yeah it, this was a late in life, major change. I mean, I'd been in HR for 25 years. So mm. um, yeah, that was a really long time. But um, I do want to say too, one of the things, and my parents remind me of this all the time. They're just so grateful that I have people in my life that have encouraged me and supported me in doing this. So you know, John has been, my husband has been just my biggest fan. And, um, he's so funny sometimes like he'll be here at night if I'm here working on a wedding and I'll walk in with this bouquet and go, Oh my goodness, look at this. I cannot believe that. And he's like, when are you ever going to just accept the fact that you know what you're doing and you're good. And I'm like, okay, thank you. You know, but for so long, for the majority of my adult life, I didn't have people in my life besides my parents, you know, and they're, they've always been at least six or 10 hours away. Um, but I didn't have people in my life encouraging that creativity and in, encouraging me to take that leap of faith and to do something different and all that. So, um, there's a lot to be said for that too. And, and then if you don't have those people in your life and you do have those dreams, you can still do it. You just, you gotta, you know, pray about it learn about it. That's the other thing you can YouTube everything, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, I, and, but I have, I have spent so much time last year. I spent so much time educating myself. There are a lot of floral communities out there that I've been able to educate myself through and, um, and learning from other people. That's the other thing that I love too, about this community of designers in indie is that we're not about competition. We're about collaboration and there, there are a handful, maybe about five designers that I love to refer to if I can't do a, a job. Um, and some that I've actually, a couple that I've actually hired to help me on a couple of projects. So, um, so that's been, been fun too. But yeah, find, find people that are going to encourage you in those strengths and those giftings. Cause a lot of times we don't see them ourselves. So I love that. And we should do that with our friends too. We should encourage one another um, when we see passions and giftings and strengths. God wants us to live full, wonderful lives, not lives where we're just walking around like zombies, going to sit at a desk and hating our life and going home. I mean, 
that's just a life wasted, you know? And um, now there are some people that are created perfectly for those jobs. They love maybe set rigid type of jobs and, um, and maybe they love them for a while and then not now, but I, uh, I just think your story is so inspiring. And, and I also was so proud of you. I saw you getting more and more and more as, as those things were taking off you really had less and less time for God and my girlfriend's ministries. And you wanted to be in it so bad. I fought it hard, Marsha. I know you did. (laughs) I could, I could feel you fighting it. And, but, but I kept seeing it. You would go, give me one month. I've got this. And as soon as this is done, I'll have time. And it, it, then it was another month, another month. And I was like, she needs something off her plate. Yeah. And I was really proud of you that you did that and that you went, okay, you know, for, for a while, this was something that I had time to do, but we can't, we're not super women. We can't do everything. And sometimes there's a million different things that come at us and they all are good things. They're all good things. Well, my thing was, you know, okay, God, where, where are you wanting me to focus my time? And the first thing that I kept coming up with was like, okay, it's a ministry, right? You want us to do ministry work. You want us to minister to other women, you know, it's like, how can I say no to that? Right. Well, okay. But you, I've given you this, this business opportunity and you've, you know, you followed that direction, but now I need you to keep going kind of thing. Um, and that was a really hard pill for me to swallow because I mean, I just, I couldn't fathom saying I needed to step back from a miss, a mission driven ministry, but it was obvious that was what he was saying. So Um, yeah, thank you for your grace in that. So, yeah, well, yeah. and you know, who knows, you may come back someday, but I know. right well, now, and right I love now, you, part of it still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're so glad to have you here. And uh, that's true. That sometimes you just have to make some decisions that's best for your life so that you can really concentrate on a few things and be really, really effective in those areas. So yeah. I'm, I'm proud of you for doing that. And, um, thank you. And I love you that. know, it's hard for me to say no. So I know. <laughs> you know, I remember when the conversation came up, I was like, I know you're an Enneagram too, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Very much. So I resemble that for sure. <laughs> well, we're going to try to wrap this up, but I have three questions. I'm, um, this season on the podcast, I want to end with the same three questions for everyone. Just doesn't have to be a long answers, but as you know, more than anyone, because you helped start this ministry, the three areas that we really want to help women uh, blossom in is their spiritual lives and their friendships and also self-care. Those are the three areas that we really try to help women learn how to nurture those areas better for themselves. So the first question is, what is your favorite spiritual practice right now? Well, So it is right now, but it has been probably for, I would say like at least 10 years, my, my practices, my early morning time. So it's my coffee and my reading and quiet time. Mm -hmm. And when I have an opportunity at home with no construction going on, (laughs) I like to do that on a porch, but right now I don't have a porch because it's torn apart. Um, so I moved my nice comfy chair to the concrete part of the driveway that's already been poured and it's in the shade. So, um, but I love to sit outside, listen to the birds, have my quiet time, pray. But in addition to that though, um, something that I've just started doing like in the last six months or so is having additional quiet time 
as I create. So if I'm here in the studio, if I'm doing flowers or if I'm doing the plaster art or what have you, I always have music on always like that's music has, has driven me my whole life. And I don't know if I ever told you this, but I told this to somebody the other day, one of my brides is a professional musician. They, she and her husband both work for the San Diego symphony. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they are from here. So they're coming here to get married. And my dream, I probably would have majored in music and my dream was to be a conductor. I did not know that. Yes. So we have this one song that John has on a playlist in his spin class that I, I think it's from Pirates of the Caribbean. Like when it's on, I want to be on that bike doing that. Remember when I tried out for drum major <laughs> <I do. laughs> and you I helped me? I do remember you that. You coached me. Yeah. So that I just, sometimes I just want to break out in, you know, conductor mode. But, but anyway, so for me to have that quiet and no sound is mm-hmm. kind of hard. Um, but I have found that when I'm in that kind of creation mode, it is a very spiritual time for me. And I feel like I can, I can talk to God and I can just be, you know, and either be, you know, be with the flowers or be with the clay and, you know, so yeah. So that's been the other thing. I love that. I love that. Okay. Question number two. What is one thing that you are doing these days to nurture your friendships? Random phone calls for no reason. Oh gosh. Good. Yeah. You know, I realized last year I was kind of checking on people a bit. And then as things have gotten better and moved in a different direction, I I kind of felt like I wasn't doing that as much. So just, Hey, how you doing? You know, how are your kids? What's going on? You know, for no other reason than to just say, Hey, I've been trying to do that too. If someone crosses my mind, mm-hmm. especially in my morning time, I've been trusting that, that God put them in there and I write their name down and then I try to follow up on that and check on them, you know, yeah. but yeah, that's cool. And number three, what is your go-to self-care habit right now? Sleep. Ah. <laughs> and actually it's naps. So I have been trying to, um, especially the month of August. So as busy as my year is wedding wise, um, August has been a little bit of a break. I only have one sizable one next week. So I've been doing a lot of stuff in the studio, but what I try to do at lunchtime when I go home is just get like a 30 minute power nap. And so full disclosure, I did my 30 minute power nap before we got on our call today. (laughs) So, cause it turned into kind of a busy day, but, um, but yeah, it was like, no, I have, I have the 30 minutes. I'm just going to go put my feet up, close my eyes, set my alarm, and then I'm good to go. So good for you. Yeah. I love that. That's a great practice. Got to take care of ourselves. Well, and you know what I was thinking about too, when I was doing that was when I was in my corporate job, we, we don't allow for that in corporate Mm -hmm. America. I mean, we just, it's, it is, you use the word rigid. It is such a rigid environment. You know, you show up at eight o'clock, you leave at five o'clock or whatever window outside of that. You know, I worked for someone that expected me to be in at six 30 or seven o'clock in the morning. Cause he was there that early. Um, but you know, to be able to take that time to rest in the middle of a corporate day is just not typical. And so, um, that's one of the things that I have loved about being my own boss and, you know, but I will say too, I work harder for myself than I ever work for anybody else. Yes. So, um, but yeah, just taking that time to rest in the middle of the day. I love that. 
So if you, if you live in the Indianapolis area and you want to get involved somehow with Mars Hill Art Center, we will be sure and link um, their website in our notes. Um, if you need an absolutely fabulous floral designer for your wedding or any other beautiful event, I will also link how to get in touch with Lisa for that. Um, is Thank there anything you. else? Is there anything else that you would like to, to close with today or something else you're doing you'd like to share? Oh, gosh, no. I mean, I just, I kind of feel like um, this, this has been a really, really good journey through the last three or four years with, you know, making the decision to leave corporate, then connecting with you in a much more intimate and intentional way for God and my girlfriends to be launched. Um, and then, you know, to grow into everything I have going on now, it's just, it's such a blessing. Sometimes I kind of sit back and like, look around this place and I'm like, I can't believe I really get to do this. Like, mm. um, so my granddaughter, the Atlanta kids were here, um, a few weeks ago and I brought all the kids minus the new baby that's here, um, up to the art center to give the parents a little bit of a break. And we all made stuff. And so had them all in the big room, we had colors out and all this. And my granddaughter looks at me and she says, Gigi, is this where you work? And I said, Ellie, yes, it is where I work. And I just thought, wow, I get to say that. Oh, I, I, can't, <laughs> you know? I got chills. I think it was so, so cool. Yeah. Congratulations, friend. I'm so Thank glad. You. I'm so proud of you. So inspired by you. And Thank we you. miss you at GAMG Ministries, but you know, you always are welcome back any time. And we're so glad yeah. that you took some time today to join us for season the, the season uh, premiere of season two of the podcast. This is awesome. oh wow! I didn't know I was the season premiere. You are. You're. You're oh. episode number one. You know. Yay. Yeah. One That's of the awesome. things I really wanted to do was start um, each season with one of my real girlfriends. I yeah. did that with season one, and uh, and you were the obvious choice for season two. So I'm thank so you, glad. my friends. So glad you did that. So love you. Have a great day. Love you too. And right back at you. We'll See you soon. you soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Are you inspired? Because I'm inspired. I mean, I just love hearing the excitement in her voice as she talks about her life right now. This conversation actually made me rethink a few things that are causing me some stress and unhappiness in my life. And like I said in the opening of this podcast, Time is just flying by. Our lives are flying by. So let's not waste a single day by living a dull life. God wants us to live happy, vibrant lives. And I truly believe that our passions are a clue as to what he wants us to be doing. Like how we can live a life that honors who he made us to be and honors him as well. Well, that's our show. Thanks for joining us. Hey, if you find our podcast valuable, there are two ways you can help support our work. Number one, by donating to our ministry. And you can do that by going to our website, which is uh, godandmygirlfriendsonline.com. Or another way that helps us more than you know is to go rate and review us so that the others in the podcast world will find us. This is crucial. I can't tell you how important it is. So please, 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 if you haven't done it yet, 
I'll kiss you on the lips next time I see you if you'll do it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Everyone calm down. I'll be forever grateful. You know what I meant. I'll just, you don't want me to kiss you on the lips. I know I won't. I'll stay away from you, especially with COVID. Oh my gosh. Got the masks. Just forget all that. But at least I'll know who listened to the end of this podcast. Okay, I'll be forever grateful. Make sure you join us next week. Next week, we're going to discuss some important information about the COVID-19 pandemic. It's a great conversation. So join us. I love you all. Have a great week. Stay safe and be well. Yeah.